Hello everyone and welcome to episode 17 of the 1-1, your West Australian racing podcast. My name is BJ Ryan here teaming up with the Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. Hello, Terry. Hello, BJ. Good to be here. What a strange old week it's been. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly has been a strange old uh, strange old couple of weeks actually and I, I dare say it's only going to continue to get uh, to get stranger in the in the coming period of time. So um, let's try to, as we just said off air a minute ago, let's try to uh, keep this as coronavirus free um, and uh, try and give the listeners uh, an hour or so of uh, just a bit of relief. Uh, a bit of relief. Yeah, yeah, that that'd be nice, and uh, try and find a couple of winners. Yeah, hopefully we can dive into the uh, the great game for an hour or so right. and and uh, give everyone a. A bit of a, a bit of freedom from the outside world as much as we can, but um, you've just flown back in from a quick trip to Melbourne, mm-hmm. uh, off there to Betfair headquarters. Mm-hmm. Would you like to let the listeners know what were you what were you doing over there, Terry? Well, we were meant to be uh, hosting um, a little function actually for uh, any Melbourne-based uh, Perth racing fans, but obviously with the uh, Regulations currently in place. We, we couldn't host the function. So at the end of the day, we just um, caught up and uh, we did a few little interviews, um, which I think will be going online at some stage in the in the coming weeks. But it was uh, it was good to meet a lot of the people who I've uh, sort of been writing for for a while. Never really, they're just sort of names, to be honest, and not really uh, not really faces. But uh, also caught up with, you might have seen the picture on Twitter mm. when we were at uh, dinner there. It was uh, very good to catch up with uh, our mate, uh, Pete Antonowitz. Mm. I uh, still can't pronounce his last Antonitz. name correct. Antonitz. There you go. He'll be dirty at me for that. Pete Antonitz, uh, Chatty Jones, who works for Betfair, uh, two-time Bernie Naylor medalist, which he told us about about 400 times that <laughs> evening. And uh, Cripper, of course, uh, D. Cripps was there as well. So it was uh, – even though it was an in-and-out mission, I was meant to be staying for um, the, the footy last night. It's now Friday. Um, and the footy tonight and the Mooney Valley tonight, et cetera. So I decided to come back uh, a little bit earlier while not much was really happening and just uh, – self-isolate to some degree i suppose so um yeah really enjoyable trip and i uh, look forward to getting back there in a probably a bit more of a freer time excellent so we got some really positive feedback from our uh, special guest bookmaker pete mccormick mm-hmm. last week that episode went off really really well and um i feel like we didn't even really scratch the surface with um you know, uh, grilling Pete for information and um, and that sort of thing. So it would be really good to get him back on, and maybe he can, maybe Pete can become one of our regular or semi regular guests on the one one. I think so. I um, as I we discussed it beforehand about potentially doing a separate pod with Pete, but didn't think we'd have enough content. I wasn't sure we'd have enough content, and uh, I was just fascinated. It was really, really. Uh, obviously, we've had a few chats to Pete over the journey and become uh, pretty good friends with Pete over the journey. But uh, yeah, hearing a few of his stories and the way he um, he his take on the game probably from a different generation as well it's uh absolutely fascinating so um yeah very much uh looking forward to having peter on again in coming weeks cool and also just a quick uh notice um for our loyal listeners that uh if the if worse comes to worse and terry and i are no longer to be able to meet up in person that the podcast will live on terry we have the uh technology to be able to podcast each other uh, remotely, I suppose, mm-hmm. is the word for it. So, um, just letting our listeners know that the, despite everything that's going on, we intend to podcast regularly moving forward. Yeah, and even if um, there is obviously a big chance uh, that racing will take a pause for a period of time, if that does occur, um, I think we're both pretty committed to still providing some content. Um, having Pete on last week and hearing Pete talk about some of his uh, 
or allude to some of the stories from the good old days and even some um, current punting stories and whatnot. I, I, I'd, I've got a real interest in um, just sort of opening the floor up to people and we can now remotely, as you just said, remotely call people and get them online. And, uh, geez, everyone loves a good racing story and a good punting story, don't they? So um, I think there's definitely some, uh, some room for some, some content there going forward. Looking forward to it. Um, we can't go any further without talking about one mm. of the one of the great days last Saturday. Even though there was no one there to really witness it in some in, in some way, shape, or form, the All Star Mile, huge Cronulla for the Cerise and White, Regal Power, and Superstorm five million dollar race. West is best. Yeah, it certainly is. That was all about William Pike to me. Um, it, it just, yeah, I, I really, I enjoyed that win more than I would have enjoyed anything I'd backed myself or whatnot. Um, they probably heard me from Flemington from my uh, from the little punting palace upstairs, BJ. I was uh, very excited uh, for William Pike. He's always, um, yeah, he's a, he's a very well-spoken man. And someone, uh, even though he has a lot of success over here, I think we've all wanted to see him have that success on the biggest stage. So, um yeah, I was I was genuinely yeah I was thrilled absolutely thrilled for him it was uh, it was tremendous viewing yeah I concur that was there's nothing better than than going over there and um, West Australians going east and and uh, just proving themselves yep. like Pikey has done so much for West Australian racing but that was for him do you know what I mean and yep. also Team Williams they are bona fide one of the Blowing. one of the great Low level great stables mm-hmm. in in the country for them to head across there with two horses they run second in the australian guineas mm. second in the australian cup and run the quinella in the all-star mile like they could have almost swept all the big races over that two or three week period and like they are oh, they're as pikey said post race they are one of the best in the business easily it's funny we always remember uh the the opinion i always remember sorry the opinion they had of regal power um early days and i I probably didn't share the same opinion um, from what we saw on the racetrack. I remember when uh, first or second up and um, at Bunbury ran into Mycroft mm-hmm. at Bunbury and Kate Whitten was riding Mycroft that day. So that, uh, Mycroft sat deep the trip. I think Regal Power had a, a nicer, more economical running transit. Mycroft was too good for it. So it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a testament to them that they've, they've picked something out. They knew the horse had the ability. Pike chose to ride him over, I can't think of the names, but other uh, Cerise and White runners at the time and um, they clearly knew what they were on about. So, uh, yeah, just just awesome. Loved it. Big time Bob. Mm-hmm. Big the time Cerise Bob. and White. Uh, yeah, what a, what a massive result for him and his operation. Um, hats off. He tips a lot in. He's been at this for a long, long time. This is 30, 40, 50 years in the making, this this sort of success, and and, and he deserves it. One point I'd like to discuss with you, Terry. Mm-hmm. So judging on Saturday's results, I would imagine, I haven't seen a market, but just off the top of my head, I imagine Regal Power and Superstorm would be in the market for Cox Plate, right? Yep. Hypothetically, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, futures market. So for me, they're what? Two of the best 10 or 12 horses in the country? Mm-hmm. In my mind, humor me, in my mind, Arcady Queen is a better horse than Regal Power mm-hmm. and Windstorm is as good as Superstorm. So by that logic, however um, compromised or biased it may be, Bob Peters has potentially has four of the best, what, 12, 14, 16 horses in the country. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm big. What do you think on, of that? I'm big on windstorm, as you're aware. But I, it's it's hard to put windstorm in that category yet when you've only won a class one. I'm, I'm what we've seen, and and I I still think uh, he'll be better horse um, than Superstorm. But now what Superstorm's gone and done um, twice over East. Uh, the other horse needs to do that for us to be putting it in that bracket first of all. But yeah, I'd uh, I'd be very happy to uh, to have uh, a couple of shares in a few of those runners. Bj, it'd be uh, a nice uh, nice couple of runners to have in the stable. That's well, for sure. It's not a stretch though. That's the thing. No, hundred percent. Not a stretch. No, not like, at all. He's, he does. He legitimately has four of well, at least three of the best, and Windstorm is is the wild card there. Mm-hmm. But could anyway. be the best. Windstorm could be the best a lot mm, potentially. And just a, there was a quick update on Arcadia Queen. Um, Jay Rooney provided in the West Australian, and mm-hmm. uh, she is in work, and uh, they're trying to patch her up. Obviously, after um, it looks like everything just went wrong in Sydney, and. Um, um, so far, safe. so good with their with their recovery process, and she's in work. And Bob Peters said that they're um, trending in a positive direction. Be very surprised if the next time she races over East, it's not under the uh, training partnership of Grant Lalana Williams. I don't think she'll be uh, with an Eastern States trainer again for her next uh, campaign. No, I, th- I think there's been a um, change of policy, and it has paid dividends yep. immediately. So we'll wrap up our All Star Mile conversation that was just one of the great results for west australian racing congratulations to everyone involved now quick mention we want to keep today's podcast brief because we're out on a friday and we want um everyone to what's brief for us under four hours (laughs) (laughs) under two hours will be fine um brief uh just so everyone can consume the preview before tomorrow's racing but quick mention to the unbeaten talladega he was dominant in the in the robert stakes Mm -hmm. last Sad day, he just, yeah, he was just too good for them. Yep. I see that he's the subject of big Southeast Asian offers, big money, uh, heading towards the impressive racing operation. wonder if they'll um, buckle mm-hmm. to, to the dollars being thrown around. But if he does, he may join Cryptic Wonder and Apache Pass on a plane to Hong Kong soon. So Cryptic Wonder and Apache Pass were sold prior to the um, Roberts last Saturday. They both came out. Um, and um, they'll be heading to Hong Kong. It'll be interesting to see whether Talladega, and I imagine horses like Laver Rod and Red Can Man, those types of horses, they'll probably be, be fielding big offers as well. Yeah, so of course. WA Racing might get stripped of some of its um, brightest talent, but um, that's been happening for a while now. Now, um, he is going for a spell, which means that the Mel Vista Stakes has been thrown wide open in, in two weeks' time, oh. so we'll see how that plays out. <coughs> it's a, yeah. Very weak bunch with what's not going to be that. Yeah, very thin. Yeah, it's the the Derby's already basically just going to be a second Oaks, in my opinion. So yeah, well, I mean that brings us to Tuscan Queen. She she has to be the well, she's clearly the horse to beat in the mm-hmm. WA Oaks and WA Derby now. She was mighty, outstanding in the Natasha Stakes last Saturday. She was Lonsdale Lady Scratch, so that's uh, one of the main uh, competitors uh, out of the way. Canvas just sort of plotted to the line. Not much went right for Coriel. She got shuffled back a little bit, um, but she never. Uh, she never really looked a winner in the run, but um, yeah, geez, you'd think it's Tuscan Queens to lose, probably the Oaks and the Derby, especially with W Pike uh, likely to be reunited in the uh, in the saddle. Back on board, mm-hmm. yeah, the Wizard back on. Yeah, she was three wide, no cover from the 1800 metres and still won with a leg yeah. in the air. So she has a bit on those and just looks like she's really coming into her own um, 2200 it was last Saturday. So can't see any reason why she won't be even stronger at the mile and a half, Terry. Set weights, any barrier, I just, yeah, just unbeatable, you'd think. Yeah. Now, 
We're, go, we're recording at, uh, it's currently 12.55 on Friday, March 20. So by the time this is out, the William Reed stakes at uh, Mooney Valley would probably already have been run, Terry, but we mm-hmm. probably should shout out to the WA Horses doing battle tonight. Yeah, good luck to uh, to the Pierce brothers uh, in particular. Obviously um, a little bit uh, biased towards that camp, BJ, but um, good luck to, to Ben and Dan and uh, all the team with um, and a few of the owners. I know Vital Silver as well. Uh, they're talking a pretty big game at 20 to 1, and I, I think that's fair enough to, to go over there with a degree of confidence. Um, don't know if it'll get mine tonight uh, at, uh, at from the barrier and whatnot, but um, disappointing. Jared can't go across and ride Rock Magic, but another little throw at the stumps. And, uh, and of course, Scales of Justice, who's uh, probably feeling a little bit le- less like one of ours than all your races over there. But um, yeah, he'll. Uh, if he wins, we'll claim him. 100%. Hashtag West is best. So uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that tonight. Yeah, $500,000. Group one, under lights, mm-hmm. 1,200 metres at Mooney Valley. Um, should be, uh, well, if one of those three horses happens to win, that's a terrific result, especially taking on some of those um, well, quite outstanding three-year-olds that um, ran first and third, I think it was, in the new market, Bivouac and um, Loving Gabby. So good luck to everyone involved there. Also, huge day at Rose Hill tomorrow with um, – Sydney Racing heating up, Golden Slipper Day. Mm-hmm. It's always a great day on the national calendar. Moving forward, Terry, we probably need to start thinking about our next guest on the podcast. We've had Daniel Cripps, uh, punter extraordinaire. We've had Luke Fernie, young gun, thoroughbred horse trainer. And, of course, Pete McCormick, Leviathan bookmaker. Mm-hmm. Who else do you think we should be targeting? Who, who, who do you think the listeners would like to hear from moving forward on future episodes of The One One? Well, we've had punter, we've had uh, trainer, and we've had bookmaker. It's probably us, just us two mugs, of course. And, uh, yeah, just the, 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 constant, <laughs> uh, the constant dribble that comes from our two mouths. Uh, oh, it's got to be time for a uh, jockey, doesn't it? Surely. I don't know. I think, uh, I don't know, I might have to give Flick Dane a message. We'll see if we can get him and Mitch on. We can get him in a Mitchell. combination, Mitchell Pateman. Um, I know Brad Parnham's a, a listener. Uh He'd be, um, he used to have a podcast with Hilly. Um, they were always really from the, good from to the listen jockeys. to. Him. From the jockeys, that's yeah. the one, sorry. Yep. Um, so, Brad, but uh, yeah, a bit of a shout out. If anyone's got any ideas, we can also now do, uh, don't need to necessarily get them on for the entirety um, of the podcast. We can uh, do it remotely. So, um, yeah, our, I think there's. Uh, with our new technology. Too. Exactly right. I just still don't know what's going on. We've got this big <laughs> box next to us. It feels like I'm a DJ at the moment. So. <laughs> But I can only have max 100 people in my club. So, um, yeah, I. Uh, for today, anyway. Yeah, for today, anyway, exactly. Yeah. I, um, yeah, looking forward to it. If uh, if Vital Silver runs a race, um, Dan Pierce has expressed interest in coming on as well. So I might try and get him uh, on remotely next week or something like that. But stay tuned. We'll have someone uh, new and exciting coming up in the coming weeks. You've mentioned the Pierce brothers twice already, Terry. You haven't even squeezed in a mention to. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's the basically. People's, the people's uh, uh, well, you don't need to do. People are always got dig deep on their mind, let's be honest. <laughs> So from a racing calendar point of view, we've got Geraldton today, which will be uh, over and out by the time we mm-hmm. publish this afternoon. But Geraldton, uh, the Crayfish Coast, their season is continuing. We have Jim Crack Stakes Day at Ascot on Saturday, which we're about to preview, as well as the Bull and Bush Tavern Cup Day, Bunbury, this Sunday. And the fields and markets are already out for, for that race. Yep. Um, so that'll be an interesting... Um, $100,000 feature to uh, think about this wrapping up the weekend this Sunday. So mm-hmm. time we um, thank our fantastic sponsors, I think, Terry. Of course. Okay, the Mundaring Hotel has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. 
Now, the Mundaring, of course, are doing everything they can in the current climate to uh, stay within the government's regulations. They are still open um, in, in Jacoby Street. Ian Butchie O'Connor is uh, still offering his feed flutters and frothies up there, up at the uh, Mundaring Hotel. So tell him, if you do happen to drop in and, and visit, tell him you're a one-one listener, he'll take very good care of you. The Mundaring Hotel sponsor our WA Racing Mastermind competition. Congrats to episode 16 winner, Scott. He's AKA Mumbles007, um, shaken not stirred on Twitter. What he was, uh, he was too good. Got all four questions right. Another Kalgoorlie winner, Terry. Yeah, no, they love a, it. Uh, they like their they like their feeds flutter and a frothy, so they're extra determined to win down there, Mate, across there. Sorry, they, they are dominating. Mm-hmm. Who knew that um, the Goldfields had so many masterminds just uh, residing there, Terry? It's the uh, the home of the one one podcast fan base, obviously, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. And uh, so yeah. Scott, $100 Mundaring Hotel gift voucher is in the mail. I hope you enjoy yourself, mate. Now, uh, this week's Mastermind competition questions, they'll be read out before we preview race five on the Ascot card, Terry. So moving forward, we also have to mention um, the great Market City Meats. They are the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canning Vale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, he was actually on uh, Mix FM 94.5 during the week. As um, they got him on, just to let everyone know, don't panic if your local supermarket is uh, is out of um, out of meat uh, for whatever reason. Just go see Timmy; they're fully stocked, and they will be able to sort you out. So, everyone out there, all our listeners, don't panic if if you do need some supplies, go and see Timmy Hewitt and the fellows at Market City Meats. They, of course, sponsor our very popular Get Out Steaks, Terry S T E A K S. Congratulations to last week's winner, Dimitri. Shiolu, I hope I pronounced that right, Dimitri. You did now, a better job than I would have. Um, thank you very much. A very uh, thoughtful gesture by Dimitri last week. He's offered, um, just in the current climate and the, the way things are currently situated, he's offered to donate his uh, beef back to someone in need within the racing industry, which we will be doing over the next few days, Terry. So thanks again, Dimitri. Very good stuff, Dimitri. So we'll run through the Get Out Stakes competition details, the finer details of the Get Out Stakes before we preview Race nine, which looks it's to be a bit of a tough task. So if you happen to win it this week, very well done. Finally, if you want to read our previews, um, go to the Betfair hub for Terry's in-depth analysis and his betting strategies for Ascot on Saturday. My pre-markets preview, the leg up was available from 7 a.m. Thursday morning. It is available on the bestbets.com.au website and also Ausrace. So catch them there. Stick around after the preview for our horses to follow top-notch trialers and whatever happened to segments and we'll be discussing last week's and this week's Twitter poll. 7am well. Thursday is very early for you to get it done, isn't it? Oh, it's a... It's you, have to, you have to provide a, uh, a value bet as well these days, don't you? Yes. Uh, it's very difficult to know what's value without seeing the market. That's right. <laughs> so everything has to be locked away uh, yeah. mid, uh, Wednesday night for, for publication on Thursday morning. But yes, so we do our best, sir. Yeah, we do our best. Exactly right. Time for the preview? Yeah, let's get stuck into it. All right, Bernard. So we're uh, we're back to the true position. Uh, the rail is in the true position, and we have uh, a moderate easterlies forecast for the afternoon. I believe there's a chance of rain, but we're going to allow for there not to be any rain. Um, obviously, with the easterlies in play, we want to allow for some on-pace bias, especially with the rail going back mm, rail true, to yep. the true position. But, I mean, last week there were moderate easterlies in play. I know it was at the nine-metre position, and uh, there was some sort of inclement – 
conditions to some degree, but um, to some degree it was more overcast than anything else. But it was pretty fair, wasn't it, last no, week? No, it was more than fair. I thought it played off pace even. I thought there was a definitely a, uh, a bias to uh, to having cover in the run. So, look, I'm going to – yeah, you have to allow for there to be a, a bias to horses on speed, but – it's just playing a bit funny at the moment, the track. So um, I'd be really um, bit of rain. Working. I think we had 16 mil of rain during the week as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Chris Nation and his team exactly uh, right. produces on Saturday. Exactly right. Usually I'd just be saying you want to be just doing speed maps and backing leaders and leaders' backs all day. But I don't know. The way the track's playing, I'm, I'm going to give it a chance that we might see a slightly fairer track. And looking at what I like for the day and looking at the investments I've placed, I really hope they can make some type of ground BJ. Otherwise, it's... Uh, could be a long old day at uh, Ascot for me. So should we get stuck in? Race one. Perfect. Okay, the first of the day, just a little field to do battle here, BJ, in the uh, the Harmony Week Handicap. Harmony Week. That's always Harmony Week on the podcast, isn't it? It is. Uh, very simple. I don't think we need to go too in-depth uh, into this race. The big show should probably lead, I think, uh, after Juicing Carrot's failure in the Bunbury Cup. Um, while they might end up in, uh, on top, I'm pretty sure they'll be content to uh, take a sit on the big show if they can or whatnot. Plus, I think the big show will be more than happy to lead a race like this with an easterly in place. So, uh, Media Baron should be too good. Uh, we'll be back last with the easterly, which is always some concern, but um, this is a pretty weak old race. Um, the big show's had a little bit of a gap between runs with an issue. The bar shoes go on. Um, but scratch from the Bunbury Cup. Scratch from the Bunbury I was declaring at the Bunbury cup too so um scratch from the bumper cup month between runs bar shoes on for me this would be the type of thing you take on every day of the week but this stable is just a genius at getting these horses with little issues up uh even with the shoes on after a little break so um look at the moment media baron's a dollar 80 that's above my price and i could make a, a case to have something on but don't know if that's really where i want to dive into too hard bj where are you where are your thoughts yeah i i tend to think that media baron's one of the most informed horses in WA at the moment, he is flying. Yep. His last three starts at Ascot, he's won, and all three of them have been in really fast time, almost best of the day on each occasion. Is that the only? Sorry, drive. Is that the only thing that maybe is against him here? If they do, if the big show, if um, Mitchell's a little bit more circumspect and sort of crawls him along a little bit more out in front, then sprints from the six seven hundred. He has been in fast run races, which have allowed him to finish off um, that way. So perhaps if they go a little bit slower here, it could even be detrimental to his chances. Potentially, I think. I think Mitchell Payman will be wanting to lead, and then I think he'll need to try and pinch a break off, off yeah, Media 100%. Baron. That's his best bet. If Media Baron is within. I don't know, two or three lengths on straightenings, probably. Five ever, probably. Yeah. Yep. And, um, and Paul Harvey back on board. Pontiff back from suspension following his Bunbury Cup win aboard Arctic Stream. I don't know. I, what price you got the Baron? I I was even money. Um, I was pretty close. Big show on Media Baron just with the okay. I was conditions of the day. Cute conditions of the day. But, yeah, I'm pretty keen Media Baron will – We'll get the money. I didn't expect him to be dollar eighty five though. What price did you have him? Dollar fifty five. Okay. Yeah, quite short. The the, the big the issues against you, the big show with the, the bar it. shoes and you, didn't mark any other you could say I've had the rest of them a fair. I'm expecting big improvement. Uh, touches silver, but yeah, very simply, yeah. you can't out sprint Media Baron. Yeah. Um, and I'm expecting improvement juicing carrots as well. Actually, yeah, um, exactly, I thought yeah. there was a bit of excuses in the in the Bunbury Cup, but the others, no way. It's a really really thin old race. So. Um, you're one of your old horses pushed to pass down no. 52 and a half. Kilos. No, I don't understand why he's utilising the claim there. That seems a little unnecessary. But uh, even if he wasn't utilising the claim, um, no, I did beat Media Baron last start. Uh, but no, I, I can't have it. Uh, I can't have it there, especially with, uh, yeah, I can't have it here. 
Yeah, I, look, I just think Mindy Barron should Me win. Too. And I think the only way maybe the big show will knock it off is if uh, Mitchell Pateman just out uh, foxes them in front. Agree. Uh, I'll be grabbing Media Baron in the first leg uh, of a couple of multis and we'll get to the second and third leg shortly, BJ. Cool. Race two. Okay, the second. Tab touch, West Speed, Platinum, Handicap, over the 1,200 metres. Not, not a maiden. Not a maiden. Not a no, maiden. I've, I've, I've actually really liked the fields today mm. and uh, the lack of a maiden actually gave me a bit more of a spring in my step. When yeah, I, I, bounced, to, uh, I bounced into the studio this morning. Yeah, the Rapped. studio. <laughs> I like it. You were just probably excited about my salmon uh, salad you just had before. Yeah. Can you tell the listeners how good your salmon salad was, by the way? Uh, I would describe it as elite. Yeah, so would I, mm. actually. And I'm not biased at all, so... Race two, uh, really excited, BJ. This is the race I'm most uh, enthusiastic about, which really? might surprise you. Yeah, I thought it might surprise you a little bit. I don't think um, I don't think too many will find this, but I'm I'm yeah, pretty confident. Big Kev. I am I am big Kev. Yes, I am big Kev. I'm definitely excited, and um, I'd be I'm be disappointed if this uh, if this got beaten. Actually, um, I think it's important to note with recent Brett Pope runners, and my just to clarify my record on Brett Pope runners in the last twelve months would be neg. 7 million percent I reckon so I probably shouldn't be loading into another one but it's too late because I already have and I'm going to continue to be quite bullish about it but um, I think a horse uh, called Fire Sale is, is far better than its career record of 14 starts one win two seconds um, gives it uh, does, doesn't do it justice basically um, if you go back to um, his first up run last campaign uh, up against uh, it was a up against B Quick that particular day. Uh, Bo Banovich Edwards was the jockey. Sat deep the entirety. No, had no right to really still be going. And, and, and if she didn't stumble badly, a few people might remember that one. Beach, you probably do. She nearly she did well to stay on actually. Um, if she doesn't stumble badly, uh, I think uh, if he sorry doesn't stumble badly, and if Bo doesn't hang on, um, I think he wins that race. And it was just a just a far superior run to that of B Quick, who basically um, had his back in the run and only beat him because of uh, that error he made. So uh, at his next start, he came out um, and was held up the entirety of the straight, again with Bo Banovich Edwards on. It's a really difficult ride. A horse like Fire Sale, it doesn't begin all that well. It's not, a, it's not a horse for a three kilo claiming apprentice. So I'm not really sure what the thought process was with that stable during that period. Um, she is apprentice to Brett Pope. Though. She is 100%. Yeah, 100%. But I, I think that it's a type of horse you really, it's it's a difficult ride. So I just think it's, it's a real senior horse. But um, uh, next few starts after that, all quite poor. Um, but that was when the virus was going through the yard. Whether or not the, the virus is a true story or not, I don't know. But all of these horses, as we discussed uh, quite alleged. a few times, alleged, exactly right. They just went um, they went horribly. So just purely on those couple of runs and his runs from the previous campaign, he, he nearly knocked off early Explorer, who was $1.50. Um, just got knocked on the line by him. Early Explorer was a really nice horse. And at that period, would have been one of the favourites in a race of this nature. Um, I am... I am bewildered this horse is 15, well, it's 15, 16 to 1. I've probably knocked that off myself, but that will probably correct itself in the next few hours potentially, hopefully. Um, but I've uh, I've actually marked him $4.50, BJ. So, um, yeah, the, the mid the mid teens for me is a very good price. I think he can even, if he can get out a little smarter. I was, um, I was $12. Were you? Yeah, I thought, I'd, I thought I might be a little bit lower than most uh, – most markets, uh, most markets here. But uh, if he can begin a little bit better, B Quick's drawn underneath him. Um, he, he's a chance because B Quick doesn't begin well either. If he can get across B Quick, he can grab the back of the stable main and gates of Babylon here, which would be absolutely position A. And mm. I don't know. I don't think he loses if he gets to the back of the leader like that. So recent trial was good. That to me with the young apprentice on showed that um, showed he's returned. Um, he dropped rating points during that little bad run of form last campaign as well. He just looks so well in here for a horse that I think has been forgotten. Um, I was on B Quick a week ago, as you're aware, BJ, because 
you got a pretty angry message from me. Uh, not angry, just a disgruntled one. Not much. Uh, it wasn't really Brad's fault. Not much opened up for him um, in the run, which was disappointing. But he got out to about 12, 13 to 1 late. And I think I'd marked him about four or five bucks. So I was, yeah, I was fairly heavily, uh, heavily invested there. So that was disappointing. He can definitely win. And um, as I said, I'm expecting improvement from Gates of Babylon, but uh, very keen in a weak race. I mean, Wacken Tank is seven bucks. This is this is a really 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 thin race, and I'm really keen on um, fire sale each way, BJ. Cool, I like it. Too. Mm. I haven't got fire sale in my four. Well, you're clearly in the leg up. You're clearly being affected by the virus. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I didn't didn't really have a strong opinion in this particular race. I feel as though it's you know like uh, Plain Marika, Gates of Babylon, Luke's choice. Be quick. Faisal, Wack and Tanga, all those horses could could win without surprising. I landed on Be Quick. Probably should have won last Saturday. Um, previous run was Long Beach, Lipstick Flickers. Uh, ran third in that race. That form was pretty good prior to that. Ran fourth in a uh, graduation at Pinjarra behind Solidazza and Sweet Dream and a couple of those. So she hasn't really done a lot wrong. All prep. If I'm with I'm with you in the map. If Brad can enable Be Quick to hold the back of Gates of Babylon, who does like to roll, there's going to be plenty of galloping room for Be Quick to quicken into. And if that is the case, I'm basically I'm basically preparing the um, presenting the case for Be Quick to have exactly the same run as what you're suggesting Fire Sale yeah. with. And um, and yeah, and I agree with you. If Fire Sale does land in that position then it's, he's going to be hard to beat from there as well. I don't think it matters too much. One of them, we'll, we'll, we'll presume that one of them gets um, the leaders back and the other one gets the back of that runner, three back the fence. Uh, let's say indecisive. Um, I think they've, in, they've misspelled indecisive there. Uh, indecisive uh, probably lands outside the speed. It's going to be the first horse beaten, it's suspected, 100 to 1. Um, Gates of Babylon kicks clear. There, sh there should be room for both of them to get out. I'm not too perturbed um, in that sense if they uh, end up uh, leaders back and, and one horse further back. I think they all should get their chances uh, within decisive stopping probably on the turn and creating the room. Um, you didn't Gates think, of Babylon you didn't think a and Taker would be outside later? They'll try to, but it's not jumping well, this preparation. Um, it actually ran quite well last start taking a sit which yeah, really, which really right. surprised me um but the way that be quick and fire sale can jump there is a chance that a horse like whack and tanker will come across and grab the back of gates of babylon as well and we will and our two will be three back and four back defense so while that's again not ideal if if indecisive does stop on the bend that will really favor those horses in the in the rail running line Rails so run, yeah. um I, i'm as you know being a big big price punter I've, I've marked be quick favorite gun to my head you'd you know you'd, it'd be It'd probably just be on top. At fire sale is um, it's nearly four times my price, as I said, at about the fifteen dollar mark. So um, each way all day, and yeah, it's that's the best quote on the card by some way for me. Good stuff, Guru. And um, Gates of Babylon, he, you know, I've, I've uh, <laughs> sold the listeners into him a few times already. This preparation, you I'm you've backed him to you've been black <laughs> and blue. I have, and I'm happy just to watch him yeah. go around. If he wins, then too good. But, oh, he can uh, definitely win. He can he? definitely win. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'll, uh, I won't, I'll, I'll uh, cop that on the chin mm -hmm. if that happens to play out that way. But um, but yeah, Terry, very queen, very keen on fire sale. I'm leaning towards be quick. Mm -hmm. Race three. Race three, the Vale George Daily. That was uh, sad news during the week. Um, 
regarding George Daly. Uh, obviously, he was. Uh, what's the Wally? What's the relation there with Wally? Uh, Wally Daly's his brother. Wally Daly's his brother. Yeah. So obviously, uh, there would be um, some. Uh, obviously, be a really nice uh, outcome and uh, probably likely outcome if we can get Laverod up here um, uh, for that reason. Um, yeah, George, and George Daly was a great trainer in his own right. I had some very, very had a trained a lot of winners and I think Jack like, Jack's or better is probably the, I was gonna ask the you best, what best of them. Was, yep. Um bit, a bit before my time. But yeah, and he but he had he had success over on the East Coast as well. He he, he always had a good horse in his stable and yep. he um, was a multiple group one winning trainer. Um actually, yeah, George George Daly was quite good to me as a young fella actually. On Sunday mornings we used to take a couple of horses down down the beach, mm -hmm. um, Jack's a better and a, and a stable mate and just weighed them through the water and he was always uh, very forthcoming with um, his knowledge and experience within the, the racing game. So yeah, it was a it was pretty sad um, day when uh, when my father rang me to let me know that George Daly had passed. He was a very good friend and um, colleague of my dad. So yeah, um, very sad to see George pass. So he'll yeah. be missed. Well said, BJ. Uh, well, I think everything should go to script for them here for the Casey's and uh, and for the Daly family. Uh, Laverod looks special. Big win uh, first up when I decided to take him on and uh, have something on Zeebel. But um, in the run, there was only one horse you wanted to be on there, wasn't there? So um, he's a dollar sixty, and I again, I've I've marked him a little bit shorter than that. I'm um, I'm again, I'm not going to get involved in these individually. If you start backing dollar eighty, dollar sixty pops all day and things don't go to plan, uh, you can you can have a pretty uh, pretty long old day on the punt but um i'm pretty happy at the dollar 60 dollar 65 to be having him in a multi i think there's a chance he even comes across and lands outside of cliffs of comfort here potentially cliffs of comfort crosses him early and um he comes into five with the scratching of native chimes there's not much other speed underneath him they'll be yeah, very they'll, they'll keen try. to take a sit on special choice yeah, i'm sure they will without yeah. doubt but um i i think even if laverod from six does try to go forward gets caught deep even with a 61 probably still wins um, I just can't see a huge amount of um, other talent in this race. So for me, Laverod should just be winning. I'm not too keen at the $1.60 to be playing it individually, but um, having it alongside Media Baron and one we'll get to in a moment, it's probably the play for me, Beach. Yeah. He just he just looks like a bloody good horse, just mm. moves so sweetly. And, yeah, he was just dominant over the 1,000 metres. Uh, arguably better suited at the 1200 this week if um paddy carby's just got to be positive keep him out of trouble and he'll just be too good yep. the only horse who could even remotely test him if he turns up labor rod at her very best is special choice but she and obviously she'll appreciate pike going back on and and no doubt a more patient back to the 1200 patient ride back to the 1200 so she'll she'll no doubt improve but I'd be very very surprised if she um, were to knock off Laverod. I just can't see that unfolding. Other than that, there's not a lot to talk about. I thought Cliffs of Comfort was quite a good maiden winner. Yeah, with the with the Easterly in play as well, it's um, they'll they'll try and probably run them off their legs. I'd suggest the Pierces. Yeah, That'll be the tactics. I, I can see him like boxing on into third 
Um, second, third, or fourth, maybe. And it comes a time, hasn't done a lot wrong, really, has he? So, no. Um, that was a good maiden um, that Cliffs of Comfort comes out of as well with Mr. Delegator, uh, Giant Leap. Uh, there was one or two others. Caragini Aurora. Caragini Aurora, yes. I think that'll be a very strong maiden going forward. Yeah, so, but yeah, this does look uh, set up for Labor Rod. And mm-hmm. I imagine if he wins and wins well, that they will continue um, the thought process of, of heading over to Victoria, if that is even. Allowed? I'm not sure. We'll have to follow up with that. Jockeys can only ride over there, interstate jockeys, if they get a private charter or uh, uh, drive there, basically. What about horses? Unsure. Obviously, Vital Silver Rock Magic have flown a little bit earlier. Um, Restrictions are tightening all the time. So I dare say that, um, yeah, a lot of these uh, interstate campaigns might not be coming to fruition in the not-too-distant future. So, um, yeah, good luck to them and um, and for the Daly family. Let's hope that Laverod wins and uh, gives us another horse to get excited about here in the West. Yeah, I think he's the real deal. Mm -hmm. Laverod just wins. Mm -hmm. Moving on to race four. Race four, and we, we're moving into another just wins, I think, uh, Bernard. Um, over the 1100 here, the Dor Sonia uh, handicap. Uh, this this race just completely looks set up for Celebrity Queen. Um, this is another, I've, I've marked her $1.60. So the fact she's, I mean, I, I shot pretty pretty well last night, $2.20. I thought that was just a absolute giveaway. I've actually had I've actually had my biggest bet um, of the year on where, it with where, a lot of here and on. So New South Wales had that price up. And usually when I bet there, they let me on for X amount. And um, when I bet there, they 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 knocked the price, but they didn't actually knock this one. Open so, 2.30. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, as you know, I was over in Melbourne. So I actually didn't start doing the formal look at the odds until um, until late last night. But um, what, what I really like about this, obviously, she's a, we don't need to really discuss how, how much better she is than these runners because that, that's sort of self-explanatory. But for me, it's a speed map. Mm. Um, I'm always worried about backing a back marker with an easterly unless conditions really do um, appear to suit. And we're talking about your three leaders being Deandies from seven, uh, Excaro from 10, yep. uh, and Wildfront from 11. Uh, Craig Staples, Chris Graham, Bo Banovich Edwards from Whitish Gates on horses that are pretty, you know, pretty moderate, I'd mm. say. So they're going to make it a mess up top. Pikey simply will set sec- sit second half of the field. He'll be going two to their one over the last 200, and it's Plain and simply only bad luck that beats her. Um, I think if you if you hunt around, even money's still available. Really happy getting involved as an individual bet at that price. Um, not a big even money punter, but pretty happy. That's just um, for me, just an absolute no brainer. Um, and if you check, a bit of dollar ninety five around. Yeah. Again, I yeah, I'd, we've we've gone down and had a little bit more on this morning, so that's that that might readjust itself. <laughs> once, uh, yeah, <laughs> that might readjust itself again. I'm not sure, but um, you can take uh, Media Baron and Laverod in a multi at around the six dollar mark. I'm pretty sure. It's not, again, that's not really my usual type of go, but um, I think I've I've priced that multi at just under four to one, so mm. that becomes uh that becomes an investment for me. Um, Better one, Bell's going okay. Glasgow Girls, an interesting one, improving. Very hard ride for Christy from nine. Um, sweet Dreamin's uh, drawn to, to run a nice race, but they're just in a different class for me, BJ. And yeah, this this she should be a dollar fifty, dollar sixty type thing. I think. Yeah, well, I'm convinced she's a group enlisted, proper group enlisted mm-hmm. horse. Um, Twenty eight days between runs after Peter Hall just couldn't quite get the get the gaps. Second up in the race that was won by Tommy Blue. Uh, Eurasia ran second. It was a good. It was a good race, and she went back and was ridden for luck. And the luck didn't come. Won't ha- won't have to be done. In, I think Terry outlined the race perfectly. There'll be a three wide line forming, no doubt. Pikey, the tempo will be genuine. Pikey will have options, plenty of room, and he's just got to keep Celebrity Queen balanced and out of trouble. And 
she's her her engine's just far superior to any of these. She should be winning and winning comfortably. You know, the only way she probably gets beaten is Deandy's. If uh, basically if Xcari doesn't get to the top or wild front, they just basically somehow, I don't think it'll end up eventuating, but if Deandy's gets it soft in front with the easterly and, and she does find some trouble, that's probably the only way she gets beaten. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think Bedouin Bell out sprints her. I don't think Sweet Dreaming out sprints her. I don't think any of the other horses can possibly out sprint her. So it's it's about a horse stealing it out in front and that's that's Deandy's. I'm not going to have a cent on. It's about 30 to 1. Um, but that's probably the only way. Like if you want to logically justify, okay, how does she get beaten and tell me which horse and, and what style of racing is going to get her beaten, um, it's it's that type of style. So Deandy's is racing really well, yeah, to be nine, honest. Nine-year-old. Uh, yeah, nine-year-old, yeah. So uh, good on Mark Wright. One of, it's been a while since me and Mark Wright have teamed up for a good price winner. So not that this will be it. I hope this isn't it. But, um, yeah, she, uh, yeah, Celebrity Queen should absolutely wallop these. Bernard. Yeah, it's, it's a bit hard to be sitting here and just going odds on, odds on, odds on to the listeners. But it just – If they're above your price, then yeah. that's, that's – that's, it's still value. So um, Plus, we've just got fire sale up at 15 to 1 earlier. So we're, we're going all right. We're, we're four from four at this stage. Yeah, I'm, Terry's, I'm pretty Terry's confident. the card already. I'm so. pretty confident we might tip the card, actually, on – uh, yeah, especially when we get to the last and we're tipping things at 50 to 1. So, uh, Okay, so uh, Celebrity Queen for you too. Celebrity Queen just wins. I think Bedouin Bell will stand out second selection. I thought she won quite well the other day but did get um, favours. And yeah. uh, I thought outside the obvious maybe Cosmic Eyes, I thought he won, uh, she won quite well. Last start midweek, Ascot knocked off. Uh, Pure Dynamite and um, Excellent Dream. Yep. That form's not too bad. Gate 1. Will probably be rails and run if it gets uh, daylight. Could could sneak into the top three. Cosmic eyes, but so this is the race for Celebrity Queen. She'll be too good for these. Yeah, I am with you, Bernard. Okay, it's Mastermind time. This week's Mundaring Hotel Mastermind questions are as follows. Let's go. Four of them. Question one: Name the Russell Stewart trained winner of the 2017 Jim Crack Stakes. Question two, name the last Jim Crack Stakes winner to win a Caracatta plate. Follow that up with question three, name the last Perth Stakes winner to win a Caracatta plate. And question four, who is the current trainer of 2019 Grandstand Cup winner Akinar Star? How do you think you would have gone there, Terry? Uh, good. I'm going to give him a bit of a, a clue for um, the first uh, the first question. Read that one out again if you can, BJ, the first question. Question one, name the Russell Stewart trained winner of the 2017 Jim Crack Stakes. The answer is also um, BJ's favourite TV show for all those playing at home. So okay. there you go. Just a little clue there. Yeah, a little bit of a clue. The, uh, for all the masters. Help helping them out, yeah. <laughs> Okay, race five, BJ. Uh, he, um, not the most exciting version of the um, of the Perth Stakes we'll ever see. I'll just ask you the obvious question: Can you get him beaten? Gemma's son easily, easily beaten. No, easily the best <laughs> two-year-old uh, W that we've seen in WA this season. Magic Millions two-year-old classic winner, first run since then. Winks like odds at the moment. I think mm-hmm. uh, best available dollar thirty. Yeah, I just I can't see Gemma's son beaten. He should steamroll these and um, probably start heavy odds on in the Caracatta Plate in two weeks' time. Terry. Yep, I am with you there. Some some risk the Caracatta Plate wise if he gets um, if he gets taken on by a horse like our Danny Mindari, Genora, some of that some of that type of speed and gate well, sixteen maybe. Or yeah, like we're we're trying to get him beaten a race in a few weeks' time already, aren't we? But. Um, no, I, this this uh, this bloke should come back and win. I won't be anywhere near the dollar thirty for a um, 
a two-year-old off a little freshen up. But uh, yeah, there's no way I'm probably having a bet elsewhere. The only runner I wanted to discuss is the the outsider of the field um, for Dion Luciani. It was, um, I mean, if you watch the replay from the Supremacy on debut, it's uh, it's pretty hard to miss. That it just sat um, on the back of the the leaders and was held up the entirety of the straight and absolutely bolting. So um, it's a shame we don't have a field of eight here because I think it would have been a nice little place bet. You're only getting uh, a second dividend here, but. Um, Look, if you're, if you're desperate for a bet, I think there's eight bucks available to basically run second to Gemma's son. Maybe that's some type of value, but uh, I will be staying out and uh, watching um, a very good horse go around here. AJ? Yeah, he's super exciting, Gemma's son. I think this, the Neville Parnham Stable has a pretty good opinion of Brooklyn Pier, and um, I can see why he's the standout second selection at this stage behind mm-hmm. the odds on pop, Gemma's son. But um, the horse that I am quite interested to see how he goes is first starter Charlton Eddy. Mm-hmm. I've quite really I quite liked his his trials. He's also a Wally Daly owned runner. Uh, Sean Casey trained. Looks looks like a nice lump of a horse. I wouldn't be surprised if they push forward and he could be in the mix for the second placing as well. But yeah, this is all about just watching. Gemma's son's return and um, just making sure that he's on track for the Karakata play in a couple of weeks' time. But, yeah. Should be an absolute procession, shouldn't it? It should be, yeah. He, yeah, he looks – he's just a proper – he's just a real star, Gemma's son. Stand out for the last leg of the early quarter, maybe. Okay, let's move on to the, uh, the other – um, two-year-old feature race of the day, the Jim Crack Stakes, and a slightly better uh, betting medium for us to get stuck into, BJ. Yeah, um, first real interesting oh, race we've had for a while. It's, it's really good. It's really um, – I'm really excited about seeing how a lot of these form lines clash. I don't really have a strong opinion about the race, which is unlike me, but um, oh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Salaya – comes out mm-hmm. and um now it's, i'm really glad that um i'm really glad that she's drawn a gate here because i think that, that that could potentially bring her right into this race it's it's hard to line up um that form obviously but um precautionary i always thought showed a lot i mean only beaten by Gemma Sun two starts ago and then in the um in the magic millions race it's pretty stiff with pike on board uh, in the run was was one of the runs of the race uh, and then you're obviously talking about all the horses that ran into each other a fortnight ago in starfield impact american choice our danny um too spicy too spicy can improve she can be a little bit um a bit more fluent out of the machines but um yeah i i am really interested to see uh, how this race uh, eventuates but um it's it's really hard as a as it's really hard in, as any racehorse but it's really hard as a juvenile to sit three deep the trip and win um i'm 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 nervous about coming into Starfield Impact after not being on first up. You'd probably feel a little bit um, safer than I do after you you actually tipped her first up with some degree of confidence as well. Um, she was out the door and uh, it was a, just a complete and utter deserved victory, basically. Um, she she shouldn't have really finished um, in the money, let alone winning the race. So um, I think she might have just got under it a, a few a, of our guards. It was a fold job mid-race, wasn't 100% it? 100% it was, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Starfield Impact we're referring to, obviously, trained by a friend of the podcast. Magic. Magic Mike Santich, who uh, has hit the headlines this week. I see on rawa.com.au, um, Michael Heaton, Heaton uh, another friend of the podcast, wrote a story about Mike Santich, the life and times of Magic Mike, and they're calling him the Croatian sensation. Terry. Oh, I love that. That's uh, good, isn't it? Yeah. 
the yep. Croatian sensation. Well, I uh, yeah, if um, if Jemison is to get rolled in the Karakata, well, after Luke Fernie, obviously we, we want to see Luca take out a Karakata, <laughs> but uh, it would be something, wouldn't it, to see the Croatian sensation tearing off down the uh, the Ascot turf in celebration. So um, yeah, it's uh, good, it's good luck. To, good to see him uh, getting some uh, nice reward horses. for effort. Yeah. Magic might. It's and it's always nice to see some of the um, the trainers with the smaller teams get a real real nice horse, and it might be a once in a ten year horse for him yeah. or something like that so um yeah good luck to mike again i think he um i think she's going to be really hard to beat here she's probably going to get a slightly better run in transit you'd, you'd hope um than she did last time around um american choice is the obvious one i think which has already been the subject of some fairly hefty support has, um i don't think it's necessarily a pike factor thing oh it is i mean just uh, aesthetically last start as well she was um she was held up and she was probably a good thing beaten mm. but if, if Starfield Impact lost after sitting three deep and going that close, you'd probably say she was a good thing beaten too. So Simon Miller actually, they interviewed him midweek about um, Son of a God. Um, Julio interviewed him and he actually asked him about American Choice. And Simon said, um, and he, I thought he really summed it up really, really well, that, um, look, she was entitled to hit the line like she did. She was held up, wasn't asked for a... Uh, wasn't asked for an effort. Our Danny and Mindari was stopping dead. I mean, as I just brought up, Mud's Too Hard was in that race who's... 30 or 40 to 1 in the previous race and um, they, she uh, he was bolting as well. So um, I don't know. It, it's interesting how, how strong that form line will end up being. Um, I'm, I'm really quite interested, but I, I do think American Choice is probably the one to beat. Um, but uh, at the current prices, I think Starfield Impact is probably slightly better value, BJ. But I'm, uh, I'm a bit opinionless here. This is a race I really want to just view more than anything else. Well, you haven't even mentioned Watch Me Dance, Terry. I get the impression that you're you're not on board the Watch Me Dance. Wow, well, I've got Watch Me Dance about double the price it currently is. Big big Watch Me Dance fan, like it as a, as a racehorse. But from Barrier Eleven, it's just geez, lots lots going to need to go right with the big easterly in play. Um, if they overcook it, and Ryan Hill finds a nice three wide trail, and um, it's of course it's not impossible, but. Um, yeah, just from a general speed map and uh, racing point of view, I, I see too many things needing to fall into place. Yeah, everything's um, going to have to go right. Yeah. Watch me dance. But she is an exceptional filly and uh, just look out for her rocketing into contention late. But it might be too late, but she'll be running on and, and uh, I think she's a major character play contender, especially up back up to the 1,200 metres. But for me, I just have to stick with, with uh, Mike Santich, the Croatian sensation and Starfield Impact. She's just she's bomb proof this filly. She just tries her guts out. Um, actually went to the Jason Whiting was actually really cool on her late mm -hmm. and just went to the line, just glided to the line, ears pricked. Uh, have to have to follow up Starfield Impact. I think she can lob midfield and um, and win again. Really good race. I'm surprised. I actually thought that Salaya would be a lot shorter in the market. I thought that. Yeah, I actually thought I can Salaya would be almost equal favourite. I'm just having a look now and um, American Choice most uh, around the traps is under three to one. I, I think that's that's a little bit thin um, at this stage of proceeding. As I said, I probably would have lent to having her on top uh, with the pike factor. Um, obviously, Simon Miller, two-year-old factor as well. You you always felt Simon Miller was going to have a part to play in these features, even though his two-year-old team, uh, probably it hasn't been the year for his two-year-olds, obviously, but um, it's very hard to come in at that price. I think she opened six bucks. Um yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit morning. surprised actually by how short she is. I thought that even like pre the pre Christmas or the the 2022 year old form, I thought there was a few that had her measure. So obviously she's probably come forward um, 
into the autumn, I suppose, of a two-year-old season. But I, I thought that Starfield Impact, even our Danny, those precautionary, I think, I think they're just a bit better than her. But stand to be corrected if American Choice happens to win on Saturday, and I can't get anywhere near that price. So. Speed map wise, um, Minda, hurry a few starts ago, BJ. You probably um, you might not remember. Um, you, you definitely will remember. Uh, Mindari, they were going to take a sit. You remember, and they didn't take a sit. Do you think now after she just didn't really look up to it last start in regards to this level? Do you think now they go all right? We, we were going to do that a few starts ago. We're up 100 metres. Um, there's a bit of pressure likely to come from our Danny, um, Janora, um, one or two others potentially. Do you think they look at taking a sit here with Mindari, which then gives our Danny um, the rail and allows it to run along? Because that to me, our Danny, as we're another one we know, there's been a few issues in these lead-up races, hasn't there? We, uh, we know that our Danny had uh, serious excuses last start and um, if she's allowed to jump to the front and dictate and roll along, especially with the Easterly in play, um, I think we'll see an all-new horse. What are your thoughts there? Do you think do you think they will take the sit with Mindari? I think they'll try to, but I don't know if they can. Mm-hmm. Just she just she got too much gate speed. You can. You do. I think it's just about Craig actually taking a hold and having some authority over the horse. If he tells the horse we're not going to be running that quickly, he can he can do that. I don't know. Like I think they've tried like first up and second up and unsuccessfully. So I'd be interested to see how it all pans out. I, for me, if I was the Mindari camp, I'd just own it. Just say I'm a leader. I'm just going to lead. And whatever happens, happens. There's no point trying to trying to make her into something that she isn't. And if something is going fast enough to cross you and 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 then then take the sit. But for me, I've dropped, jumping from three, rail back in the tree with Easterlies. I have to lead, surely. Yep. Um, I, I can't see any reason why why they wouldn't. And I think it would be counterproductive if they did. If we do hear a change of tactics again, I'll be uh, I'll be considering having something on our Danny. I think uh, at the eight nine to one. So I, I know how big of opinion Luke um, Luke has of that filly. Um, and obviously, she has very well documented issues from last start, which uh, I believe were only superficial. So we we sh- they shouldn't have hindered her going forward here. But um, at the moment, the only horse that's a bet price wise for me is Starfield Impact Slayer's not far from it, but. Um, Look, I'll probably be staying out at this point in time, and uh, maybe just cheer home the Fernie runners. Hey, let's get the big fella a uh, let's get the big fella a, uh, a live hope in the Karakata. Okay, I'm on uh, I'm on board with Magic Mike and Starfield Impact. I think she can win. Look out for Watch Me Dance and Precautionary Steaming Home Late and uh, Salaya. Uh, that um, debut Bunbury win was very smart. Maps to get almost an identical run in transit. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris is riding brilliantly at the moment. And too. the McCall of Stable have really turned things around recently. So, but very, very good, uh, very deep edition of the Jim Crack Stakes. Looking forward to seeing how it plays out and uh, moving into the Caracatta play in two weeks' time. Hundred percent, making up for the lack of depth in the Perth Stakes, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think it's. Um, I think it's Gemma's son um, from probably uh, this whole field, really, yep. um, as the as the. I guess the second seed in there from a Karakata plate point of view. Yeah, exactly right. So, okay, race seven. Okay, race seven, the listed Grand Stand Cup. Uh, and I think we might be in the same boat here, Bernard. Um, okay. Tell them we're coming. Are we expecting him to peak third up? Uh, fingers crossed, but yes. Yes, I think he, I think this is, a, this is a pretty good race for Tell Them We're Coming. It looks set up nicely for him. Uh, First up, just I don't even know what happened there, but he was just never in the race. Funny run race. Funny too, race. Yeah, funny run a race. Absolute pen job in the 
Uh, second up in the Bunbury Stakes, uh, William Pike was quite uh, aggressive on him early, um, tried to hold leaders back to stay as close to free trade as possible in the run. He loomed and peaked. Uh, he was also hard up along the rail. I know you've got a little theory about that pin. I was going to ask you. No, about that, that was this is this was this was that Bunbury last time. Ah, uh, sorry. The yeah. is there theory at the Bunbury rail as well? Well, I just I don't know. Like it just there seemed to be a section of the track where the winners were coming from on that particular day, and also the Bunbury track. The was, fast lane. Yeah, the Bunbury track was quite quite firm and fast. I think he peaked on his run. I reckon Team Williams would have nailed him down. Third up, back to us. Got fifteen hundred meters. From three, I just think he's going to get the right run, and I think tell him we're coming, we'll bounce back to winning form on Saturday. I am with you there, but I'm going to just disagree with the peaking on the run. Watch that again, and you're going to say, well, hang on, he's had the back of the leader. That's arguably the run of the race. Pike never had the back of a horse. There was never a horse within two or three lengths uh, of telling we're coming. He was at that horse for 1,400 metres. He was at that horse for every single metre of that race. On paper, it's going to read that uh, he's had every single chance, but I don't think this is a horse that you can be niggling at for 1,400 metres and expect him to produce um, his best at the end. So I, I think that run will bring him on just uh, massively. Uh, I think he'll have cover here. He'll actually have the back of a horse where Pike can put him to sleep. Um, for a good portion of the race. I've got a lot of respect for Platoon um, and yeah, it's probably too. a horse yeah. I've continued to underrate um, throughout its career, but it's probably time to start respecting it. And, and Tom Melbourne can't be uh, discounted uh, first up. But what, what, what can you do with Tom Melbourne, how, uh, how do you how do you back it? Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not. Mate, just, I'm trying to deal with the pro- coronavirus. I, I can't deal with Tom Melbourne as well at the how moment. Do you, so. How do you price it? Like it just uh, it's just. I mean. I mean, his trial was good. Trial was, um, trial was very good. The, he's going to get a he perfect run. He raced closer to the speed than the other two, arguably. Um, and I saw a few people discussing it on Twitter during the week. Yeah. What Up Walks might have been one of them. Uh, I, about um, Tom Melwin being pretty well looked after by the handicapper yeah, too. I think I started that. Yeah. You did you start that one, did you? Sorry, I saw, uh, I saw Andrew's uh, response to you and I, I agreed with that. It yeah. might have been... Maybe an encouragement to the stable to get him here and get him involved. Pay we'll look after him. I, I don't oh, know. I'm, I'm speculating purely when, when saying that, so I'm, I'm not sure. But um, the one thing I love about this race as a betting race, I didn't think we'd get the opportunity to is I believe those three horses I've just mentioned. Tell them we're coming. Tom Melbourne and Platoon, they're all group horses, potentially all group one, group two horses type thing. You're talking, so they're 360, 380, 650 uh, mm-hmm. at this point in time. You've got Wrinkley 850, Harry Thomas 7 bucks. Western Temple, $6. There should be just panels. Those, these top three just have panels on the rest of the field. Those three are taking up, top of my head, 40% of the market, 35 40% of the market straight away. I just think these three should be clearing out market-wise. So whichever way you go with one of these three, you are getting your value for it. These three, I mean, I had them $2.50 and about uh, $2.50, tell them we're coming, $4.50, the other pair. Yep. Again, I, I could have had platoon shorter, Tom Melbourne a little bit longer. It was more the fact that Tom Melbourne races closer to the speed um, than platoon uh, and with the way that the track could play. Um, but for me, it's a really, really easy decision to back. Tell them we're coming here at the uh, $3.50 mark. I think that's a, um, I think that's a great price. Yeah, I'm really surprised about the money for Western Temple. Um, $6. $5 mm. in some places at the moment, Western Temple. But um, I would have thought that if anything outside of those three it would have been Wrinkley, it might have been the Yeah, just because just it's got the ability to pinch it that, yeah, for, for that he's reason. A leader, 1,500-meter uh, Ascot mm-hmm. profile is excellent. But, yeah, I think this. I think it's going to be a talent becoming platoon 1-2. Uh, 
scared of Tom Melbourne, but if, if we get beat by Tom... They've just got if, panels, if we, if, if, we we get, <laughs> if we get beat by Tom Melbourne, then... Cop it. <laughs> to, um, too good. Too good, Lindsay. Too good, Brad Parnham. But um, tell them what coming was favourite for the railway. Mm-hmm. $5 favourite for the railway. I don't know. Like Tell him we come as far with the railway platoons run. Third in the railway. Third in the railway. And, and obviously Tom Melbourne's form over East is, is fairly well documented. Ran third in the railway a couple of years ago, actually, yeah. Tom Melbourne. Um, I just I just cannot believe that there are other horses under 10 to 1. And it's not like – and they're, they're quite well in. Platoon 57.5, Tom Melbourne yep. is very well in, 58.5. And Tell him we're coming, 59. Yeah, look, I think the genuine tempo as well is going to see see a few of these out. Yeah, it just looks looks like the class will the, the class will rise to the top, and I think Talon will come and will get his nose in front on the line. So do I. Pike's going to need some luck in the straight though. Yep. I think he ends up three or four back the fence, but I, I don't think that's going to be the worst spot to be because I've got uh, yeah Darty working to the outside of Wrinkley. Yep. Uh, I think Tom Melville will end up in the one one outside of Harry Thomas exactly um, but I think yeah Darty will be close to one of the first horses beaten in this type of level I think you'll find so that might mean that Tom Melbourne has to sustain a run from the 400 metre mark type thing rather than getting that nice toe into it and only have to sort of sprint for the 200 metres or so but um, tell them we're coming bit of luck in the straight I'm really Really happy getting involved uh, at around the still 350 360 um, yep. dollar mark that's, that's, that's heaps Cool Race 8 Okay, the eighth of the day. We're getting through this a little bit fluently for once, BJ. We're doing well. We're new, new people. Uh, oh, I really like this as a as a um, as a, a viewing this race. Is, this is a cracker. Isn't this it? is an absolute cracker. I haven't used that word for a while. It's one of my favourites. Actually, <laughs> this is an absolute cracker. I don't really have a strong opinion from a, a betting point of view, uh, Bernard. I think you might have a stronger one than me. So why don't, why don't you lead us off here? Oh, look. I my opinion is that is obviously I'm a. I'm a red can man um, disciple in a way. I think he's a really, really been a Fred Dag disciple as well. Though, uh, yeah, red can man is a really, really good horse. I thought his I uh, was very keen on him first up at Ascot two weeks ago over the 1200 meters. Sean McGrady rode him exactly how uh, I personally hoped he would, and he was good enough to hold off the big finishing pair, Fred Dag and Pims Royale. Thought the the win was uh, in, about nine hundred lengths back to fourth, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. The time was there. The others were still in the gates. Yeah, the three the three the best three horses really stamped themselves mm-hmm. in that particular race. So this is a, this is a interesting second up challenge for Red Cam, and I'm definitely not as bullish as I was first up. He rises to the, the fourteen hundred meters second up, which is a bit different to his last preparation, where he started off over a thousand meters and worked his way up to the mm-hmm. fourteen hundred meters, where he won the Faritha Stakes, knocking off Jericho Missile. So there will be people who will be wanting to take him on at the fourteen hundred meters, especially factoring in a second up improvement from Pims Royale, Fred Dag, and not to mention Regal Council. Who That's Mitchell fine. Pateman has uh, elected to ride? Is that yeah. right? Yeah, yep. I believe so. So, I believe so, yep. Regal, uh, Mitchell Pateman electing to ride Regal Council ahead of stablemate Pims Royale. You have to factor in a bit of the Dutch spy form. He's coming through better races as well. And um, there's a couple of other interesting runners, Patristic and King Blitz. So, it's a pretty pretty good race and this is a terrific challenge for red can man i don't think we throw out the word cracker willy-nilly bj and i think i think this is a deservedly uh a deserved cracker has been used here the thing i like about red can man on saturday is you got him in the death uh to this is this is the way that i want the race to pan oh, out okay and then um so then, the we'll get, I, then we'll get to how it will actually pan out the, after way, the way i want it to pan out is patristic leads yep speeding comet comes across 
works into the into the breeze, and Red Can Man lands oh, in the one-one. Jeez, that's uh, you're asking a bit to happen there, I think. You think so? Yeah. Which part? Uh, getting the one-one from Barrier Ten. Every time someone says that, I just think, how oh, it's just so much needs to go right because underneath you, you've got um, you got Sophie's song, you've got. Uh, you got Dutch Spy, who's actually beginning and jumping really well. Regal Council's got gate speed and has um, shown that it can um, can settle right on the pace. So um, just to get, even if Speeding Comet, who isn't the quickest horse in the world, he's not the slowest. He led but, up that. He led up um, that race the other day. He led, he led did, up the Did yes. Um, I just always think when you got a wide gate and you start thinking we'll get the one one. I always find that uh, it's questionable. It's very difficult because you need you don't forget you, to him to come across. He needs to get. He needs to have a, a length and a half gap to fit into. Maybe a two-length gap, I don't know, to fit into. Just a lot needs to go right to get um, to get the 1-1. One, one. I can definitely see how you're mapping it, though, with him basically, Red Cam Man, coming across and saying, I'm going to sit outside the leader and yep. then easing. So I can understand uh, how you're mapping it. But, um, yeah, things can uh, things can go awry from a, a wide gate. But yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. So he, he $2.80, $3.50 price. To get the one one, no, that's that's a, that's the price I'm giving you to get the one one. About three dollars fifty. Okay. Yeah. Well, even if he lands outside leader, if if that means what speeding comes, what three wide outside. Does it's best pair. racing three wide, no car. Um, but the the thing with Patristic being in the race is that it just rolls, so it's gonna the tempo is gonna be suitable for Red Can Man. Um, he will be in a rhythm, be in the space where he wants to be. He'll have a field position advantage over his hardest to beat. And um, if he's as good as I think he is, I think he will be able to hold on. The horse I'm most scared of is Regal Council, who I think will be able to hold a spot from two. And he'll be he'll be within striking distance um, of Red Cam Man on straightening. Let's see if he's good enough to get past him. Question, what do you think uh, Red Cam Man's best trip will be? Uh, I think he think he's probably going to max out at the fourteen hundred. Mm-hmm. I think he could he can get a mile, but the way that he's going through the the grades, uh, actually, I think he'll, he'll get a, he'll get a mile comfortably. Yeah. The thing with the guineas, it was hard to get a gauge on how well oh, he ran out the yeah. mile because it was such a a slowly run race. But um, I remember, yeah, with with maturity, but I, I think I think he's even like um, I think he can be a thousand meter horse, eleven hundred meter horse, twelve hundred meter horse, uh, fresh. But I think fourteen hundred meters is probably probably his go. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, like I priced Red Cam Man three dollars. I think he opened shorter than that and has drifted with with support for the others, which which are factored in as well. But from a map point of view, talent point of view, I think it's going to take a pretty good horse to get past him. Yep, oh, I think uh, it's such a great race that you're going to um, no matter what horse you want to back, I think you're going to get the price which you're happy with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not really, uh, I haven't got a strong lane in any real direction. Uh, Red Cam Man's going to have field position over Fred Dagg and Pims Royale, who look the main um, dangers on paper. Just watching that, just purely on their their last runs. Uh, Fred Dagg's got drawn four, but Fred Dagg doesn't doesn't seem to have the ability or the tools to be able to utilise his good gates. So all you're doing with Barrier Four or with the good gates with Fred Dagg often is taking a couple of points short. When mm. uh, if you drew eight or nine or ten, you'd get might that. even be a better result. Yeah, exactly right. So um, a lot of time for Fred Dag. Think he's the one most suited out of the four, out of those three. Sorry, um, from the last meeting, stepping up to the fourteen hundred. I think that's probably not that it's massively in his favour. It's definitely in his favour more than the other two. Yeah. Um, I'd say I really like Pike going on Pims Royale. Um, I thought I don't know. I still think his run was the best of the three. Maybe uh, really impressed with Red Cam Man and, and the sustained move, and it was a good ride. He had to get going when he did because the leaders were stopping. Um, 
But uh, I I just think the market's a little bit off with Dutch Spy, potentially. Mm. Um, don't know if it's up to these ones, but you just got to look at its last two episodes behind free trade. Um, we've just both tipped Tell Him We're Coming yeah. and, and Light Platoon in the last. And he beat um, Tell Him We're Coming Home last start. Um, it was a, basically a photo for second with the, the entirety of the field. So I, I can't justify Dutch Spy being 20 to 1 and um, King Blitz being 9 to 1 with Peter Edwards from Barrier 1, who's probably going to end up 2 or 3 back the fence. So um, no, I don't think I've, I've marked Dutch Spy about 10 to 1. So I, I haven't got. Uh, I haven't got him on top, but uh, he's probably the, the value runner at this point in time. Um, what do yeah. you think of Regal Council? I am really interested. All I know is I trust uh, Luke and Peter when they have an opinion. Uh, when Luke and Peter have an opinion of a horse or they think a certain horse is going a certain way or they think a certain horse is maybe better than another horse, they're a really accurate stable um, in that sense. Their male is strong. Their confidence when they think their horse is right is strong. And, and they think this is a very, very good horse. They think they've got Regal Council to, to go to another level. Uh, and there's a reason that Mitchell isn't riding um, a very good horse in Pims Royale, who most would probably have had as an easy decision for Mitch. So, um, yeah, I, I think purely on that, you've just got to respect the fact this could be a horse on the way up. Um, Cryptic Love should have won uh, last week. Uh, and that would have franked that form uh, a little bit further, but uh, just a cracking race, BJ. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be taking the one, two, three, five, six in my quaddy, and um, I, I may not really get involved uh, with anything too passionately here. But um, I'm really looking forward to watching this race and um, and seeing uh, seeing how probably the the rung below our top liners um, go here. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, he's only a three year old red can man, so. His best racing is uh, is ahead of him, and um, he's just working his way through the grades at the moment. But um, but yeah, he's uh, he looks pretty bloody good. So it'll take something decent to to knock him off. And um, and uh, if just interesting, if the track is playing very leaderish, mm -hmm. is Patristi fifty two kilos? Nope. No chance. Nope. Not not a winning chance at <laughs> no. all. No, no, not a winning chance at all. No. Okay. Um, the guru's just did you want, sorry. And did you want me to? I should have sugarcoated that a little bit better, shouldn't I? No, you're not. Uh, no, I, I really think those the, the, those next five in line, um, particularly those three, probably um, four with Regal Council, um, could be really, really nice horses. This is the best race today. Yeah. I'm really, really looking forward to it from um, from a viewing point of view. Okay, Terry, you know what time it is? I don't, BJ. Why don't you tell me? It's get out stakes time. S T E A K S. Market City meets get out stakes. Twitter-based competition, lots of fun here at the 1-1. One one. Uh, at us, the 1-1 one one pod on Twitter. Who do you think will win race nine at Ascot on Saturday and a decimal winning margin? Pretty simple stuff. Well, it's, you'd think it's pretty simple stuff. Then you have a look at this field and it becomes uh, a little bit less simple, doesn't it, Beige? Sure does. So whoever wins the succulent beef pack from the largest retail butcher shop They've in Perth, They've earned it. They've, they've seriously earned it this week because this, oh, I love this it. is uh, this is wild. But this is Perth racing. Guru. I knew so exactly this, what you were going to say. This is Heartland. This is your Heartland, isn't it? Well, I, I do like this race actually quite a lot. Tell us why, um, how, who, what's the game? I'm going to probably sound like a broken record because we're going back to that same well. I, I wrote this in my uh, my little uh, my little dribble online for uh, for Betfair uh, that I'm not a very loyal man when it comes to horses, and you know that. I don't say uh, just because I backed it last start, or if I've um, and it won and it did well for me, or just if. Uh, if I've maybe been on a horse for its its previous few runs and it's been it's been unlucky or it's I've done my ass on it, I don't see a reason why I have to follow up, and it, do, it doesn't affect me. If, if every if race is different, 
Exactly yeah. right. You got to treat every race as a as a unique entity, mm. BJ. So, um, I but one horse I, I do back a lot, and I'm aware of that. But it has been a profitable horse to follow over the journey, and we often have to wait long periods of time for our victories. Um, but it is Saxon Saxoff. I can't even Saxon, say this. Oh, I just I just think there's some boxes ticked here, isn't there, Bernard? First of all. First of all, uh, let's look at his uh, his last effort. Um, it was in the same race as the majority of this field uh, a fortnight ago when Paddy's shadow uh, was ridden uh, 10 out of 10 by Stevie Parnham and, and won the race. Banjo on that particular day, Ben Patterson, Drury Barrier 2, which is not a good gate for Saxon. No, Saxon. it's not a great gate. He's a, he's a musterer. You know the difference between I'm big on my accelerators and my musterers and um, and Saxon Saxon's a musterer um, from Barrier 2. He didn't actually begin that badly, but there was, just, there was too much speed out wide and he got shuffled um, shuffled back through the field. There was mid-race moves and there was nothing Ben Patterson could do. Um he just he ended up back third last on the turn. He actually ran about the fourth quickest last 200 metres of the race. Saxon Saxoff doesn't do that. He does not run um, last uh, final splits. Wasn't it a funny old race? I think Blue Tracer ended up in front yeah, of Yeah, Crystal stage. Valley was up near the Gosh. top. Blue Tracer was leading. Uh, was played the fifth leading initially. Yeah, they all. it's one of those races I often call it a, a pike special because they all just sort of try and be in front on the turn and he just sits there and waits and mm. usually goes past them. But, um, yeah, I think Barrier. 19 it'll come into obviously 16 after scratchings joey has a party on for ben patterson i'm seeing that as a major positive um he'll try and go forward here there's a bit of speed in this race with the likes of deal red uh, i think they'll be happy to sit on played the fifth um this time around uh regent star the blinkers are off i think they'll be happy to sit tortina from two i think they'll be happy to sit navy blue from five i think they'll be happy to sit um so while it does appear to be quite a lot of speed in this race um I don't think a lot of them won't be desperate to lead this horse race, especially over the 2200, which is another key attribute. We always need sacks on sacks off to be running um, as far as possible. Um, you can just see looking at his record, 2100 and above, he's won five races and just the one below that throughout his career. So um, I hope that he can um, – we've only got a, about a couple hundred run to the first band, which is disappointing. I'd love this to be over 2,400. But if he doesn't find the top um, out the machine and buy the first band, he can take a sit in a three-wide line and make the move down the back straight as well. So that there's two options there. But the key for this horse is to get to the top and, and really get them off the bit and get them um, – asking uh and, and get him asking a few questions um about a few of these runners and I, I think that's a big chance of happening i mean if you look at the group of runners and this is my this is my final point well we're nearly finished with sax on sax off i do apologize you love talking uh, about sax <laughs> you, you can just see me i'm sitting on the edge of my chair i'm absolutely glowing at the moment but i mean the, the group of horses just in behind him are going to be your tortinas regent star play the fifth navy blues deep purple deal reds um pretty Averageish horses, not no offense, but horses that aren't that they're going to act as roadblocks. I feel um, Black Shadow is going to be one from Barrier One that should be able to hold a better spot, and I'm probably just not including his name because it doesn't help my argument. But um, I, I do think there's a lot of horses that will be challenged if, if Sax on Sax off does get the race uh, run to suit. Um, and that could provide a bit of a gap um, in between the likes of Paddy Shadow and Crystal Valley and Adornment um, and those type of runners. And I just feel that he's ready to win now. This is his fourth go. Um, his fourth go at 2,000 metres this campaign. So he's, he's fit as a fiddle. And we're going to get 30 to 1 for him again. We don't want to back him each way because when he's beaten, he's, he's beaten. He tends to stop dead. Um, we just want to we just want to win only. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty keen to have something on sacks on, sacks off here, BJ.
I've actually got uh, another one I want to have something on too, but I'll throw to you first. You no, lead no, me no, off. Do you want me to continue? Go, okay. continue. Just getting a bit excited here. I, uh, I think Crystal Valley was a good thing beaten last start. We've discussed this off air. You disagree mm. with me and that's fine. Um, one of us has to be wrong. I get that and it's you. Um, Crystal Valley. <laughs> I don't remember having that conversation. Don't you? No. Oh, maybe it was just someone else. It was a long week in Melbourne. Maybe it was a cripper or something. I can't remember. Um, didn't we actually we not have that conversation? We, did, we haven't oh, had that conversation. Christ, I probably dreamt it. Um, I dream about a lot of our conversations, BJ. It's a bit, it's a bit of a worry, I know. Um, they went forward from barrier 12. Really weird. Um, loved how it showed that dash, though, and it showed, uh, I don't know, I really, I was impressed by the fact they got forward, they got the spot, but then all the moves were made, held up until about the 200, mm. given absolutely none. Yep. I reckon if you swap the run with... Um, with the winner, Paddy Shadow, who I said, Steve got all the favours, but he also rode a treat in that three wide yeah, line. 10 out of 10. Yeah, it was, it was the perfect um, the perfect ride, I think. I think Crystal Valley wins. This is his third go. Uh, so this is her third go um, at the 2000 plus this campaign. I think they'll be a little bit more circumspect uh, with the ride. And I think if they're bunching on the bend, then it comes down to who can sprint best late. I think this is the best horse yeah. in the race. Cannot believe we are seeing nearly 15 to 1 about Crystal Valley. Um, sax on, sax off is 30 to 1, but... Who knows what price sacks on sacks off can start? There, there could be money if it's playing a bit leaderish, or people have seen what I see. But you got you got to be thinking you're seeing at least thirty dollars plus the whole way through. I don't know. I, I've had a, a chunk on at the thirties, just just in case there is some weirdo like me out there that wants to have a couple of bucks on. But um, I'm expecting Crystal Valley uh, to run a huge race here, and I'm I could not be happier in what I see to be an extremely weak staying race. Yeah. Um, to be on on those two runners at, at about fifteen to one and. And 30 to 1. Paddy Shadow Adornment, um, Black Shadow, all going well, but... I've got to ask you, though. Yeah, what are you going to ask me? Inject the venom. Yeah. You, you sort of was half um, hovering around at last start, yep. um, anticipating improvement, and it went good. I had excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday looks, Saturday looks like a pretty good race for it. Yeah, it? it does. It's one that probably won't position up uh, too far from the speed either. And um, again, I have a lot of faith in that yard, uh, whether it be Father or Son Fernie. Um, I can definitely, definitely uh, see him improving. He's definitely a quaddy horse. Um, he's definitely a winning chance uh, as well. Um, but uh, I don't want to uh, don't want to be backing them all and tipping them all. So I just think if sacks on sacks off gets them off the bit, that could that'll also get inject the venom off the bit. Though injecting the venom is an out and out stayer. Um, and I, I think if it comes down to a sprint at the end and Crystal Valley is close enough to him, he can out sprint inject the venom. In saying that, um, I, I do I do have a lot of time for inject the venom and the way the race could be run and inject the venom getting a spot not too far from the speed. Uh, he drew nine last start, draws four here. Um, massive winning chance, definitely. Yeah, he's an old. Fashion stayer too, is yep. inject the venom. Similar to sax on, sax off. Most all, pretty much all his best form has been um, two thousand plus. Yep, uh, thereabouts. Kalgoorlie Cup winner from a few years ago. That's right. So, and I think he even ran fourth in it last year as well. Mm -hmm. So he um, he's right in this particular race. I half agree with you, uh, your assessment, Terry. I, I always leave sax on, sax off to the guru, <laughs> but uh, I agree with your sentiments regarding Crystal Valley. I had her marked. Eight dollars. Okay. So she is um, she is a, a bet for me at that price. And the horse I had on top is Black Shadow. Uh, liked his run last start in the Paddy Shadow race. From one, he on with fifty four kilos, going to be rails in run, provided he doesn't counter too many of those roadblocks that Terry. Um, 
alluded to. I well, think he's I think he's right in the finish, but someone's knocked off. He this got prize. the run. Huh? He got the run last start. I just always worry: is he going to get the same run again? You know, is there going to be the same? Uh, I don't know the same favors. The I uh, she, back. sorry, she, she. I, I just think whether she gets the Who? same. Uh, Patty Shadow. I'm on black. I'm talking about Black Shadow. Oh, you're under Black Shadow. Sorry. Yeah. I, I does Black Shadow get the journey properly as well? I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I think. I think one gate one's going to help with that because mm-hmm. um, Patty can bounce and put him to sleep. I think. Um, look, I, I'm. Yeah. I, I, I'm surprised at the price. I'm pretty sure you opened up around the thirteen dollar mark, Black Shadow. Uh, on the local agency Ooh. and uh, got absolutely five, five dollar now. Got absolutely munched. Um, munched. <laughs> that's my favourite. That's my new favourite word of the podcast. Uh, so I'm hoping um, it will uh, bounce back out to, um, towards the eight or nine dollars um, closer to start time tomorrow for Black Shadow, especially horse not proven at the trip. Um, Patrick Carberry, Jimmy Taylor, but I just thought it was a nice setup for Black Shadow in a mm-hmm. really wide open race. So for me, Black Shadow is under my price at the moment, but I'm looking to wait for him. Crystal Valley is over my price, and I might have a little nibble at that. I like it. As you said, it is a, a very open race, and it's one. I mean, again, if you're playing uh, quadrilla wise, you're probably looking um, somewhat wide here. But uh, yeah, I'm very happy having something on Crystal Valley, and sacks on, sacks off at the prices. But yeah, a lot of respect, especially for those out and out stayers. Yeah, your injective venoms and the horses that didn't get the runs last start. Um, they're the ones that I'd be uh, I'd be keeping an eye out for here, but there are a lot of in a field of sixteen stayers like this. There's about eight or nine of them that are going to be stopping dead on the band. So this is going to come down to luck a lot of this. So the one horse that'll be out in front without without the luck required, Beige. We uh, sax on sax on. Certainly but will you, be. You you mentioned something. What in, did I mention? Like the way that that race, the Paddy Shadow race, was run last start. Mm-hmm. You said that this is just a Pike special. Yep. You haven't even mentioned William Pike. No, I haven't. I, I, again, it's one uh, – he he, uh, he can definitely win this race on adornment. Uh, she is returning from a throw top from memory. It's the horse that uh, Jay Rooney actually uh, – it was – remember our first special, half? Special yeah, he, choice, yeah. He, got his, uh, he got his wires crossed. Uh, last effort was good in a slowly run race with Chrissy Graham taking off pretty early um, behind Ava Express. Um, oh, look, I just think she might need another run and mm. we'll just have a look. I'm just not interested. It's from a price perspective. I'm not really interested at four or five bucks but um very brave people you'd be a very brave person to uh to put a line through a grant and alana williams trained uh runner uh, let alone a grant and williams uh trained stayer at the moment so um yeah definitely in your quaddy but uh no value at the current quotes okay bj it's time for uh, everybody's uh favorite uh favorite part of the show our one bets and our maddies just to clarify with our uh one bets just the rule as well it's not our best bet of the day it's our uh, if we were only allowed to place one investment for the day what would it be best betting proposition, proposition. of the day oh. exactly right as yeah decrypts 2000 and february 2020 i forgot the year for a second then uh what's yours bernard the horse that comes in most above my um, price that I've marked on top is race seven. Tell them we're coming. 
Tell them we're coming. Well, that probably came second for me, to be honest. Second yep. or third. It was close. Yep. It's, uh, it's missed out on my best, which is uh, it's disappointing. Was, we, we haven't aligned on a best for a while. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? But uh, that's close. They've both got podium finishes okay. for us at least. But, so, yeah, uh, my, my best betting proposition of the day is tell them we're coming in the grandstand uh, grandstand stakes. I like it. And the 350 is above your quote as well. I never asked you about it that is. at the time. Yeah, I, yep. had a, I had a flat $3 tell them we're coming. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah, yep, perfect. Uh, for me, it's fire sale. It's just a, a no-brainer. As, as we're talking now, it's been another hour. The, the price is sort of dribbling into the $10 mark across the agencies, which is a bit disappointing because uh, it has been 15 16 17 for the last uh, 36 Oh, 48 hours. When are we now? No, 20, 24, 24, 36 hours. Um, but um, fire sale each way, despite my poor record with the Pope stable, um, is my uh, my one betting proposition for the day. You're, you're a forgiving man. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Terry Layton? Briefly, yeah. Doesn't doesn't happen often. Maddie, what have you got for me? Yeah, I actually found this quite a challenge, actually. Mm. I was... I was trying to stretch precautionary in uh, the gym crack stakes out to our uh, above our threshold. Threshold, just short. She, she's just shy, um, so I'm going to play by the rules, unlike some people I know. <laughs> As, uh, a genuine twenty to one plus uh, runner, race four, number ten, Cosmic Eyes, gate one, Sean McGrady. Uh, that's the best I could come up with in Maddie territory yeah. on Saturday. Grabs the back of a horse like the Andy Celebrity Queen held up for the straight. Yeah, yeah, I can, uh, I can see that at a stretch. Uh, for me, no real at surprises. A, at a stretch, at a stretch. Yeah, well, we both like Celebrity mm. Queen. We both think she's a star. So, mm. uh, sacks on, sacks off. Obviously, thirty to one. So I don't even need to think about it. It's already a, already a bet. So sacks on, sacks off. Uh, as my Maddie could be about the third time me. We'll get up as my Maddie as well. Jesus That'd be uncharted territory, wouldn't <laughs> it? Three, three times a Maddie. So the best thing is he, ne he never wins at a short price. So. All right. We'll, we'll remember that uh, to stay tuned to Twitter for Pete McCormick's Bookies Lays. Yes. Daniel Cripps has been laying a few lately. Yep. And Terry may even lay a runner or two at Ascot yeah. on Saturday. But we won't do anything official at the moment. Just uh, plug in to Twitter on Saturday or in the lead up to tomorrow's meeting and just check to see if any of those guys are putting some uh, some betting opportunities up on the Betfair platform. Horses to follow, Terry. Yeah, well, I've been, as you know, I've been away for a little while, BJ, so I'm, I'm a bit behind on my reviews. I haven't reviewed anything past last Wednesday, so we're going to look at a few that ran last Wednesday. Um, really impressed by our idols run. Um, she is a horse, I think. it's a, She's a big uh, up-and-comer, I think. Uh, her second to Superstorm, obviously, gets better by the day, obviously. But um, thought she just peaked on her run a little bit after doing a lot of work first up at the 1400 metres last Wednesday. So I'm expecting her to be really hard to beat. Um, probably at her next midweek assignment, I, I presume she'll tackle. Um, a horse that won, Wolfish. Uh, that was a huge win considering the work uh, done to get outside the leader. Again, it's a horse I have consistently said, if you can get a speed map for this horse where it's going to find the rail and lead, I'd be happy being on it in a pretty quality um, Saturday class race if that's how the map looks. So keep following Warfish and a horse that ran dead last, beating about a million lengths. Um, Again, we're going to wait for a midweek race where we can get this horse on top um, and lead his more aces. Um, forget its last run, beating a million lengths. Victoria Corver rode it and she tried to find a spot there. She should have only been instructions to go forward and try and lead. Um, just completely forget it went around and its last start will mean we'll get an inflated price at its next outing, BJ. Good stuff. Okay, my horses to follow. I've got two from Ascot last Saturday. 
actually flagged this horse in the trials. I really liked what it, what she showed. I uh, didn't suspect her to run as well as she did, but so she exceeded my expectations on debut at Ascot last Saturday. Do, was I, a exceed, horse do I exceed your expectations? Often. <laughs> often. Um, Queen Brown, two-year-old from oh. the Dan Morton State, was a really good run yeah. uh, behind Dom to shoot on – what about the drift? Tom, Dom to shoot late. That was interesting. Yeah, it was wild, well, wasn't it? Yeah, got out for the three bucks uh, late. Yeah. Flux was like $1.85 to two eighty dollars yep. on course. So, uh, Queen Brown, for me – Form uh, Frank with Queen Brown as well, trial form. Trial form, yep. yes, yep. yes, that's true. Uh, so um, obviously I, I wouldn't be tipping her going into a Karakata, but if Dan Morton can can place her to advantage, she'll be winning one soon. Mm -hmm. I thought next up the moon was Brave, first up from a spell. He'll be fitter for the run. He's a good, strong on-pacer, makes his own luck, so he's a, he's a good horse to follow. He's got a bit of bit of upside next up the moon, I think. Tough. And I quite like the run of a horse on debut, almost pinched it yesterday. Karajini Aurora was very well backed on the day, had all the favours and only just managed to get over the top of a horse called Miss Margot um, late. Mama about half length. It was comfortable enough, but I thought huge gap back to the third horse. I thought the run of Miss Margot first up 1,400 was very encouraging. Mm -hmm. Follow that horse with confidence. I like it. Um, Cripper actually messaged me after that race. He was part of that plunge on Karajini Aurora. Um, and he actually said to me, leader huge in that. So uh, there you go. He's, he's delivering us one to follow as well. You're on the same page. Yes, and did Daniel Cripps have a best of the day that he wanted to Oh, yeah. Out? I don't know. Uh, his best of the day is American Choice, uh, which is a rarity for him, he said, to hop into the two-year-olds. But uh, he is in uh, – he's still in red-hot form tipping-wise. So uh, absolutely flying as well. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's his best of the day, American Choice. Okay, and uh, just reiterating what Terry said, hopefully, and especially with our new technology here mm. at the 1-1, one -one, Terry will be able to patch – Daniel Cripps in we a bit will. more often. We were discussing it the other night after a, a couple of uh, froffies and a glass of red. Uh, it's going to be called Cripper's Corner. Cripper's Corner. What do you reckon? Looking forward to it. Yeah, well, maybe we'll uh, we'll give that a run next week. Hopefully we're still racing next week and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give that a run next week. Cripper, eh? Cripper has a way of making us look better than we are, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep keep chiming in. Um, all right, top-notch trialers, Terry. <laughs> Pretty light on for top-notch trialers. Uh, at my end uh, this week, Terry. But two. Uh, Are you going to ask me if I've got any? Uh, Terry, do you have any top notch trailers? No, nah, not this week, BJ. Negative? No. Nah. <laughs> okay. Just checking. So I've got two War Chant three year olds who trialed at Belmont on Monday. I really liked the. Well, this horse has got obvious talent at war. First start in a race, ran second to Massimo. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good form. Um, he led throughout to win his heat, his 1,000-meter heat at Belmont on Saturday. And uh, Steve Wolf trained three-year-old by the name of Sea War. He was an eye-catcher in his 1,000-meter heat also. Put these in your black book, punters, at war and Sea War. Moving like forward. Couple of, couple of wars. Couple of wars, mm. and uh, I, I imagine they'll be very hard to beat in whatever race they compete in first up. Very good. I like it. We're going to start trying to track our, uh, uh, not the top, top notch trials as well, but the horses to follow to some degree because we, uh, we're pretty confident we've got a, a pretty good record. We'll probably have a pretty good uh, percentage on them. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting if we start actually tracking them going back through a few episodes. That's something we might get the, the data gurus on, hey? Yeah, something you might. If the if the racing ceases, it might give us something to something to do, Terry. Yeah. In the coming weeks. I don't so. know. I, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to be doing with my time. To be honest with you, <laughs> it could be. Uh, yeah, it could be. Uh, yeah, it's, my schedule will definitely open up. Okay, so 
neither of us have really a whatever happened to for this week. So what we're going to do is going to throw it open to the listeners. Hit us up on Twitter at the one one pod if there's a whatever happened to that you'd like us to chase up. Big thanks to all the stables who we've been um, reaching out to. They've been really helpful and cooperative and forthcoming with their information so we really appreciate that here at the one one but if you've got a horse uh, whatever happened to that you'd like us to chase up we're here to help exactly right and no poll question this week bj no poll question but i might touch on last week's poll yep so we just put it out there i mean it was a little bit compromised because everyone knew the barrier draws but yeah. um the poll results were, if you were William Pike, who would you have ridden in the All-Star Mile? 58% Regal Power, 42% Superstorm. Yeah, I reckon if you don't see the barriers, that would probably be leaning uh, about 50-50. Yeah. Interestingly, they interviewed Bob Peters at Ascot on Saturday. I saw that. And they asked, and he said that if you reverse the barriers, you reverse the results. Oh, obviously. So he... Um, isn't it crazy how good this superstorm could be? Yeah. Just what he's, what he's done. Um, and Grant Williams even said that he was basically a travelling companion. I don't know if that was a bit of a flippant sort of throwaway line, but he was a travelling companion for Regal Power. And for him to run second in a Guineas and second in an All-Star Mile, is, he's a phenomenon, um, as is the, the whole operation. But, yeah, we're going to have a break from the – the polls this week, unless one of us thinks of something clever between now and this afternoon. Highly unlikely. Highly <laughs> unlikely. So, but yeah, look, um, that brings us to the end of another jam-packed edition of the one-one, Terry. It does. Thanks uh, everyone for joining us once again during uh, this very uh, unique time. Um, we're glad we still have the racing um, to to give us some sense of normalcy and uh, normalcy and uh, keep us sane, especially us uh, us nerds like Bernard and myself who uh, would struggle probably a little bit without the uh, the day-to-day. -day, uh, we call it the grind, but we really love it of uh, the form analysis and the great um, game. Of the great game exactly right and just a reminder that moving forward obviously with the changing climate uh in society and, and things basically changing hourly uh bernard and myself remain committed to uh to churning out content whether whether it can be previews or not obviously pending whether the racing continues um uh short and long term um well obviously it's going to continue long term but uh we will be uh looking to um Continue to provide content. Why are you, Bernard? More podcasts, I think. More podcasts moving forward. For exactly sure. right. Just any excuse for you to hang out with me, isn't it? Yeah. Or it might be uh, distance. Yeah. Luckily, we've got the box. We do have the box. We do have the box. But uh, good luck to everybody on Saturday. Uh, good luck to all of the uh, the friends of the podcast. There's a few of them going around this weekend, BJ. So I um, uh, hope you can find a few winners. And uh, until next week on the 1-1. One -one.